Welcome to Grace Bible Church. How many of you are happy to be in church this Sunday? This is our Christmas Eve service, and uh, why don't we give a hand for our worship team this morning, leading us in some Christmas carols. We are just finishing off a series called Stories of Grace, and Stories of Grace has been an amazing uh, time just to reflect and to highlight the miracles that God has done in the past several months. How many of you have enjoyed the Stories of Grace series and just the miracles of what God has done? And as we look back on uh, the the past several months of miracles from uh, the bathroom that's on Front Street that the woman was praying in, that was the only structure on the harbor that wasn't uh, burned to um, stories of how God divinely directed people out of Lahaina and uh, preserved their lives. Um, We look at 2024 with anticipation of what God's going to do in our lives. And how many of you through this past several months have seen a greater revelation of who God is in just everyday life and leaning on who God, who, who he is? How many of you have seen a greater revelation of Jesus Christ in your own life? And one of the things that I'm so appreciative of is that uh, I grew up in a Christian family, and my parents forced me to go to church every single Sunday. And yeah, if it, I got lickings if I didn't want to go to church or acted like I didn't want to go to church. And I, but looking back on the foundation that my parents laid in my life of faith and seeing what's happening in our world right now, there's no anxiety, there's no fear, there's no worry because what I, count, what I lean on is the foundation of the promises of Christ. And, you know, parents, I just want to encourage you that the scripture says to train up your children in the way that they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. And, you know, there's a lot of times that um, my sister rebelled and my brother rebelled, and <laughs> I was the only perfect child. I was the one that gave my parents hope. I'm just joking. Um, but in, in, as we raise our children and seeing the craziness of the world that we raise our kids in, we can lean on the promises that God's word will not return to him void, but it will accomplish that which he sent, out, uh, he sent it out to do. And so this Christmas, we look at the promise of God, and not just the promises of God, but the greatest gift that he ever gave which was his son. He didn't give us things to show his love. He didn't give us just uh, material provision. But when it came to revealing his heart for us, he gave his only son. And one of the things that Kailana said, if you weren't here last week, uh, a young college-age student came up and shared testimony. He lost everything in the fires uh, of Lahaina. But he said the one thing that means more to him than anything else is his relationship with Christ. And I asked him, what was the one encouragement that you would give to somebody who's struggling right now and maybe have lost uh, certain things in their lives? And he said that the thing that gives him the greatest comfort is knowing that God loves him. And the love of Christ is the one thing that, that can pull anyone through anything. And he encouraged the congregation to lean into the love of God and as we reflect on Christmas Eve and the greatest gift that God ever gave, it wasn't material blessing. It was his love manifest 
through the life of his son, Jesus Christ. Uh, I want to start by reading from Luke chapter 2, 10 through 11, and in reading this, encourage all of us of the greatest gift that was ever given. Can we read the scripture together at the count of three? One, two, three. And the angel said unto them, fear not. Everyone say, fear not. Turn to the person next to you and tell the person next to you, fear not. This is exactly the opposite of what media tells our culture. The media and, and politicians and the, the, the message that's coming across uh, social media and the news and everything is, you need to fear this or you need to fear that. The message that comes across through the written word of God is to fear not. Say it again, fear not. Why? Why should we not fear? There's so many things that we could fear. We could fear the economy. We could fear what's happening in politics. We could fear uh, the narratives that, that are coming against the family, the traditional family. We could fear uh, the freedoms that many people feel we're losing. But Jesus, 2,000 years ago, lived in a situation that was 100 times worse than what we're living in now. And the message that was given to the shepherds that evening was to fear not. And, and, and that same message is being communicated this Christmas Eve. I mean, it's morning time, but Christmas Eve. Fear not. Why? Let's read on. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Not just some people, not just the good people, not just pastors, not just people that go to church. This promise is to all people. Everyone say all people. That means the worst person in your workplace. That means the irritating family member that you can't get along with. That means the person that has political views that are opposite of yours. This good news, this good tidings of great joy is to all people, not just for you. We love this message because we think this good news of great tidings of great joy is to me. But how, how happy are you that this message goes to the person sitting across you that doesn't agree with you? Good tidings of great joy will be to all people. Why? Why is it to all people? Let's continue to read. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Unto you is born in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Those three words, Savior, Christ, and Lord, is packed with meaning. But one of the things that I learned in the past several years is whoever we look to as Savior will be who we turn to as Lord. Whoever we look to as Savior will be our Lord. And what I've seen in the past several years is many people, when they get scared, when they have fear, fear will push them to trust in a Savior. If you're fearful of your health, many people looked to government as their Savior. When the economy started falling apart, a lot of people got fearful, and that fear drove them to believe in a government for their Savior. And you know what happens when you choose government as your savior? Government becomes your Lord. Whoever you trust in as savior 
automatically becomes Lord. And the reason why we trust things as Savior is because of fear. And so the angels opened up their message, and they said, fear not. God's message is to you, fear not. There's nothing that you should fear or, or has power over your life. And if you don't have fear, if you don't have fear driving you, then you can trust in Christ as your Savior, and he will become your Lord. But if you give in to fear and the messaging of what's coming over the airwaves, and it pushes you to trust in something other than Christ, whether it's the medical community or the government or a certain politician, that then becomes the Lord. And as people of God, we don't subscribe to anyone else being Lord of our lives except Christ. Amen? And he has shown over and over and over again his faithfulness and his ability not just to be Lord of our lives, but to be Savior. He has shown his faithfulness and his ability to provide for our every need, to heal, to make good on his promises, not just of healing in this life, but an eternal life to come. And it's because of that that as people of God, we have nothing to fear. We don't even fear death itself. We're people of the resurrection that even though we die, yet shall we live. And there's nothing on this earth that should, that should frighten us. Amen? Amen? Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, fear not. There's nothing that you need to fear. We are saved from fear. Jesus says this in John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. Let's read this together. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. It's so amazing to me in this past several years that I've seen women that have buried their husbands, and in burying their spouse, the joy and the peace that they have, not because of the situation, but because of the presence of God in their lives, and how different ones in our congregation have risen up to become helps to others, even though they have been in need themselves. And all of it because of the peace that passes understanding that God has given. One of the, uh, you know, as we were interviewing Jason, the worship leader from Lahaina, one of the most powerful things that he said that came out of his mouth, and this is after he's lost his home and lost his church and lost all of his equipment, he said, the thing that I value more than anything else and I've come to grown to, I've grown to value is the voice of God. And you can't give me anything that would replace the voice of God and the clarity that I've heard his voice in the past several months. And he said, nothing replaces that. And then Kailana, same situation, and he said the thing that he values the most is knowing that God loves him. There's a peace that Jesus gives people who look at him as Savior and Lord that the world cannot give. Zeros in the bank account cannot produce that kind of peace in our lives. And there's a peace that we can have through having faith in Christ. We're not just saved from fear, but we're saved from the fear of lack. Let's read what John, um, Jesus said in John 14, 1 through 3. 1, 2, 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. 
If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. The promise that God gives every single one of us is not just that he's going to provide for us a place here, but that there is a place that he's preparing. And you know Jesus? He was a carpenter. How many of you, how many of you are glad that... Uh, One of the things that um, we're, we're believing God that he's going to provide for, you know, us to build 35 units out on the side of our property. And, uh, and I am not a builder. I'm not a carpenter. I, I, I can hardly lay, lay down floor in my house um, that automatically clicks together. I, that's not my gifting. And, and I remember, you know, uh, in our small group, uh, we have very competent people like Mike Hearn and Michael Segetti and Derek, um, all of these guys that are contractor builders, right? And um, out in the beginning, I was working, you know, really hard to try to put things together. And one of the guys who's a contractor, he said, John, are you a developer? I'm like, no. And he goes, do you want to be? I'm like, no. <laughs> and he goes, then why don't you let us do what we do? And I was like, yeah, why don't I let you guys do what you do? And then I started thinking about it, and I talked to my daughter, uh, Alexis, and I said, would you want me to build your house, or would you want a contractor to build your house? And she said, not you. <laughs> and I was thinking about Jesus, and he says, I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. And did you know he was a carpenter? He was a skilled carpenter, and whatever he makes is much better than even the most skilled carpenter in this world. And he's preparing a place for you. He's building a house for you. I always, I always tell, tell my wife that, uh, that when we get to heaven that she can live in my house. But I have a feeling that when we get there, her house is going to be much nicer because she's had to put up with me. Um, we, we perf uh, uh, last week, um, uh, I read some scriptures at a funeral of a couple that passed away in the Lahaina fires. And um, even in death, there was so much hope in that room and so much joy in that room because of the promises that God had. Every single person that went up and shared, they ended by saying, this is not the end. This is just a hui ho until we meet again. And the gift that God gave us in, in Christmas in giving his son, it wasn't just a material gift. It was a promise that we can have, that we anchor our hope on, for a life to come, eternal life that happens through faith in his, his son. Amen? Um, Matthew 6, 33, 34, it's not just for the world to come, but it's for this life. Let's read the scripture together. One, two, three. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Matthew 6, 33, 34. One of the greatest, uh, coolest things that we've seen, even in the tragedy of Lahaina, 
is that every single time that uh, we try to meet a need for the community, God miraculously provides. And um, I want to show you a video of the, uh, the Christmas cakey uh, present giveaway where a thousand kids had uh, gifts that were given to them. Let me get um, audio. Hey, hello, everybody. This is Wilma Kahali coming to you live from Kahana. I want to say happy holidays to all our Ohana out there. Hope you guys are having an awesome, awesome Christmas season. Aloha. I've heard some people say, like, I can't believe how much peace I have and how God has provided for me. Though, even though I lost everything, everything I've needed has been provided for me. Two things. So first, of course, is the kids. Seeing them get here, be excited, and then run around with their face painted, especially after they got sugared up. That for sure, number one, by far the best. The second thing that I loved is the unity. We had people here from Alaska, Utah, the other islands, Finland. And so we had all of these people come literally from around the world just to be the hands and feet of Jesus and just to love and be that support and love our Aina and just take care of some kids, which is so amazing. You know, it's really just bringing hope and joy to these kids. You know, I just realized, wow, they've lost so much, you know. It didn't quite hit me until I drove here and to just see just to see the devastation but to know that this event would bring joy just thinking about the kids and their faces and just being so just so proud of um, being used as servants and you know just bringing that joy and just shining it was so humbling again to be able to see people that have been through so much have lost everything because of these fires here in Maui and yet they're still pushing forward they're still getting up every day and they have hope they have strength that is just amazing to me and I just want to say that Lahaina Aloha we're with you all the way So just, um, just some numbers of that event, uh, there was over 400 gifts and tablets that were uh, given out, 125 handheld made teddy bears, 100 ukuleles, around 1,400 gift cards um, handed out, uh, 900 meals, um, 300 plus meals that were delivered to the Napili Hub, and then 150 volunteers uh, that, that made pancakes, uh, gift distribution, face painting, jumping castles, greeters, a prayer team, um, parking team, two photo booths, and, um, and fried rice that was made by uh, Matt and his friends. So can we give a hand for Leilani and uh, Shalice and Zach and Andrea and the team that put all these together and uh, all the volunteers from Grace Bible. Thank you so much for, um, for contributing and, and giving. Um, it's just been amazing to see how the church has risen up and, and uh, been a light during this time. And one of the uh, greatest faith builders is 
to not be afraid of the need. You know, the need is so great, and we continue to try to do everything that we can. But when we sent an email out to over 1,000 people, and we didn't know how many people would respond, and over 1,000 kids registered for this event, and we thought, how in the world are we going to provide for 1,000 gifts? And, and then an organization from the mainland said, hey, we heard about your church. Is there anything that we can do? And we say, we need... We need uh, gifts for a thousand kids and they said we're going to work on it and then another group from the mainland calls and then they're going to work on it and then Pearlside calls and then they said oh we're going to donate and we got close to the, to the tail end and we had a hundred gifts that we didn't have exactly a hundred gifts so ten thousand dollars that we needed and a group from the big island said hey we heard that you guys are doing gifts and we just raised ten thousand dollars exactly ten thousand dollars do you guys need do you guys need it? And I said, we need exactly $10,000. Send it over. And so he brought a bunch of volunteers, and uh, the event was put on, and we see God providing. And, and we don't need to fear lack in our own lives. We can have faith that Jesus is our provider. Amen? Um, and then the last thing, that we're not just uh, saved from fear. We're not saved just from lack, but we're saved from Death and disease and sin itself. Um, Jesus said to her, and this is, he's talking to Mary uh, after Lazarus passed away. And this was his words to her as he reveals to her that he is the resurrection and life. Let's, Let's read this together at the count of three. One, two, three. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And she said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. And Isaiah 53, 5 talks about our healing that's found in him through the forgiveness of sin and his broken body. Let's read this scripture together at the count of three. One, two, three. For he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. I want to I wanna encourage you this morning. Um, could I get... Alexis, I'm taking your communion. Um, we have um, a family that's going to come and read some scriptures for us. I think it's the Higa family. Are you guys going to do it this morning? Uh, so Matt and Chris are going to come with their kids. They're going to read uh, some scriptures this morning. Uh, before they do that, we want to uh, take communion together, and, and then we're going to close by um, our candlelight, our candlelight um, tradition. I want to encourage you that you serve an amazing God. And the blessing of the presence of God abides in you. And a lot of times, you can take it for granted. A lot of times, just because we're so used to faith and we're so used to the presence of God, we don't understand the, the, the darkness that other people are living in. And I was talking to one of the guys in my small group a couple weeks ago, and he said that his friend after the Lahaina fire, 
He ha- everything that he needed materially was provided for him. His house insurance came in. He could easily live anywhere in the world. He got job offers of double his salary that he had, and he said, he, he was telling his friend, he was saying, I have everything, but I still feel empty, and depression is real, and the thoughts of suicide are real. And this is a guy that you would never think would battle with that kind of stuff. And, and the, the person in my small group, he said, you know what it is? It's, it's, it's a vacuum in your heart that can only be filled by God. There's some things that, that all of us search for in life, and it, it can be education, it can be status, it can be promotion, it can be money, it can be relationships. None of those things will fill the void because we were created to have a relationship with God. And the only thing that will fill the void in our lives is the presence of God. And you have the presence of God. I have the presence of God. And there's a message that we can communicate to those who have lost everything. And that message is that if you have Christ, that you have everything. And God has filled every single one of us with a hope that is transferable. And that hope is the gospel. And when we share the hope that we have and the faithfulness of God and the promises that he has performed in our lives, it can change and transform the heart and the life of somebody from the inside out. And when somebody's transformed from the inside out, that scripture that Kailana said is the anchor for his faith right now, that you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I believe that there's so many stories that are yet to be told. Like, we've experienced amazing stories in the past four four months, but there are greater stories that God wants for us to be a part of through the sharing of the gospel. And as we share the gospel, from the inside out, God is going to add all these things to the life of people around us. As you share the gospel, don't underestimate the power of the gospel because the power of the gospel is, is... the power to save those that believe. Not just spiritual, but physical as well. Amen. <clears throat> let's, um, let's take the bread this morning as we remember the gift of the cross. God, we thank you, Lord, for the gift that you gave us 2,000 years ago in the life of your son. And God, we look back on the past several months and the events of 2023 And even in tragedy, God, we've seen that you have walked side by side with us. And God, even through the pain and the heartache and the loss, Lord, that you have proved to be faithful. And Lord, we have experienced your faithfulness and your presence in a way where we we have come to know that your presence is the most valuable thing in our lives. God, we pray that you'd continue to strip away in our lives the things, the idols that we carry and the things that that we put before you. And God, I pray that you would use our lives in this church to be the light in our community that you've called us to be. God, I pray that many, many people will come to know who you are, Lord, and that you would transform Maui from the inside out. We thank you for your body that was broken for us, that through your body, 
that we can have healing mentally, emotionally, and physically. And God, we partake of the bread this morning in gratefulness for, what the, for the price that you paid. In Jesus' name, you can go ahead and take And God, we just thank you, Lord, for the, your blood that was shed for our sins, that through your shed blood, we can have forgiveness of sin. So we confess our sins to you this morning and ask that you would wash us with a clean conscience from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet. Lord, we thank you that you've cleansed us and that when you see us, you see the righteousness of Christ in Jesus' name. You can go ahead and take the cup this morning. Lord, and in the same way that we receive your forgiveness, God, we pray that you would help us to extend that forgiveness and that hope to our community and the world around us. We ask this in Jesus' wonderful name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Can we have the Higa family uh, come to read our scriptures for today? Can you guys give a hand for Matt and Chris, guys? Behold, a virgin shall be with a child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. For unto us the child is born, for unto us the son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And Mary brought forth her new firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's great. Thank you. Before my dad comes up, I want to um, uh, play this one video for you. It's um, a Messianic Jew that sang, O Come, Emmanuel, inviting the presence of God to come in Jerusalem City at the Wailing Wall. Um, it's a very powerful video if, uh, if Jerusalem is close to your heart. And uh, Christ and Paul's heart was that uh, the Jewish community would come to know Christ as their Messiah, as their Savior. So this is uh, such a powerful clip as a, a Messianic Jew is at the Wailing Wall um, and the Wailing Wall is a place where the Jewish community goes to pray, and they're praying for their Messiah and their Savior to come uh, without knowing that Jesus has already come. And this is a Messianic Jew who is uh, singing and inviting uh, Christ to be a part of Israel. So We're going to watch this video, and as uh, he sings that, I invite you to echo that same prayer in your own heart. Uh, it, that Christ and Emmanuel will come and reside in your heart during this Christmas. Some captive Israel. 
exile here until the sun love God out of here rejoice rejoice
We're going to be closing our service this morning <clears throat> with uh, candlelight and uh, reenact what has happened throughout history and in our lives uh, and also remember what's taken place this year and a prayer for next year. So I'm going to light the candle and ask the ushers to come forward and they're going to be lighting your candle. So this main candle represents Jesus Christ who 2,000 years ago as he came to earth transformed the world. And I'm not sure whether you realize this or not, but uh, over the 2,000 years uh, that began with 12 apostles and 120 at the resurrection of Jesus Christ and at Pentecost, it is spread throughout the world. And that light that came in the darkness, darkest times of Israel's history, reminds us that regardless of what darkness we face, financial, health, relational, career, uh, personal, uh, whatever it might be, that there's a light that can shine amidst our darkness. And I want you to just think through this past year. What person brought light into your life? Who did you share your light with? And for next year, who do you want to be able to share the life, of, the life and life of Jesus Christ with? As we are watching Israel, I'm not sure whether you know that 8, billion, 8 million people live in Israel and only 30 or 40,000 of them are Christians. So there are non-believers that we need to pray for for next year that's in your family, in your life, in your relationships. And we want to believe that our lives will make a difference for them. So as this your uh, candlelight is being lit. Just think through that and pray through that this morning. I want to just read the scripture as we think through that. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. Lord, we remember light and darkness in our lives and our families, here in our church and this island and across the world this past year. The light that came into our lives through an individual and how our life has touched another and ask you that you would allow the light of Christ in us to be a blessing to individuals this coming year through our lives. We're going to be singing a cappella together, and Zach is going to be leading us. Silent night.
Can you stand as we close in prayer and you can blow out your candles at the same time? Father, this morning we are so grateful for the history-impacting event that has changed the world and changed our lives in the coming of Jesus Christ. And may his life in us not only affect our lives, our families, and neighbors around us and those in our workplace, but this year... We, we just pray that those that you've had on our hearts for so long might come to know who you are in a personal way also. So bless this day as we celebrate uh, your coming. And uh, tomorrow, we just ask that you bless each member of this uh, church family in a very special way as we go our ways. And we honor you and give you thanks in Jesus' wonderful name. And everybody said... Amen. God bless you. Have a great uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day.